Okay, let's get this straight. Hello everyone and welcome to Gemistics, the podcast where I criticize fear skating costumes even though I'm colorblind and I have no idea about mode or uh, costume designs, but still, I do it. How are you guys doing today? I hope amazing. I am really good. Um, Yeah, <laughs> like I start classes tomorrow. Well, I don't know where I'm going to post this, but today is Sunday. I start classes on Monday and I don't want to because it's my last semester and I don't I don't want to grow up. Um, yeah, like I, I mean, I already buy a plot. That's that's so old for me. But anyway, uh, you're not here to uh, hear me complaining about about shit, right? But yeah, today I'm gonna talk about uh, just a little bit of a Russian Cup final and uh, Korean figure skating nationals. This week also uh, we we have the opportunity to watch. Uh, winter cup uh, of gymnastics, but uh, I'm gonna record that for another podcast. Um, mostly because I have been finished of watching all of the routines, so I'm like waiting to do that in order to do like the most complete podcast I can. Um, and like also, um, I have no idea on which format I'm going to review a uh, gymnastics competition because, I mean, with Fury Skating it's easy because I, t- I take the top three or top six and I just talk about short, free skate and that's all. But gymnastics, we have four different four different apparatuses and then like we have all around and all of this stuff, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. So yeah, let's let's get into it, right? Friendly reminder as always that I put the timestamps on the description box. So uh, if you're not interested on listen to any part because I'm way too annoying and you can stand me, you can skip to every point you want. So you just hear the thing you're interested into, like. I mean, I don't get money for it, so I don't care if you listen to it, like, complete or just parts. I'm doing this because I love it, and, yeah, don't fuck me with negativity. (laughs) I'm talking, like, if I had haters, but I am actually not, like, this podcast is only (laughs) listened by, like, 460. 60 people uh, in total reproductions like my estimated audience is like of four people <laughs> how the fuck am I going to have haters but like yeah in case of uh, one day I ha- I get to have haters and they listen to this like yeah I I don't need for you like you can skip whatever you want if you don't want to listen like get the fuck out of this podcast and, and stuff yeah, <laughs> but yeah, time to start the description. Okay, before we start with Russian Cup and Korean Nationals, Donovan Carrillo from Mexico get the minus uh, fees for Compete at Worlds, so he's gonna be at Worlds, and I'm so excited to watch him. Um, last year, he didn't get the minus uh, fees, at least before a challenger that obviously was cancelled because COVID. 
he was like only two tenths apart from from getting the thesis at at four continents. So uh, the fact that he was like absent from from competitions like more than a year, and he came back and get the minus to be at Worlds. Congratulations, Donovan. You deserve that and more. And good luck at World Championship. Yes! So now, moving to Russian Cup. First thing, I, I need to say, I need to say this. Why didn't they invite Senia Zinitsina? Like, I mean, one of the, of the Russian Federation members say that she has no right to be there, but like... Um, why? <laughs> Because at the end of the day, like, Diana Davies and uh, whoever her partner is, I can't remember his name, is Clef or something? Oh, yeah, uh, Berita's daughter uh, get to compete at Isons without competing all this long. Um, like, if they get the chance to compete at Isons, why didn't she get the chance to compete at... Uh, at, at ladies, knowing that uh, the prizes of Tchaikovskaya, she did amazing. She is a potential um, quad jumper because she she landed one of those at practice. She popped it at competition, but like, and she put three triple triples on the second half of the program. So, like, you know, it's like. She should be there, and if she will have been there, I think she could definitely be considered a top contender between Elizabeth Tutkamijan and Aldiana Kastornaya to get uh, that third spot because she is more than ready to be at an international competition. But anyways, Russia fuck up Russian Federation because, yeah, they're stupid. So now, I'm gonna move to the ladies. That I is mostly what I'm gonna talk about today. I didn't watch nothing more because ladies was the only uh, discipline I was interested into. Like, it will have been ladies and dance, but Sepchenko and Yeremenko withdrew. As well as Kudai Verdieva and Basin. So, what was else? And you already know what I think about them. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, they get a level four on the Twizzles at uh, the Rhythm Dance, and his Twizzles were awful. I don't know how that was uh, a level four, but yeah, I'm not gonna get into that because, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, okay, I'm gonna start with Aliana Castornaya because I know. That is what most of the people are interested on. Hear my opinion. And for most of the people, I'm talking about Natalie. Natalie, if you're hearing this, I love you so much. <laughs> Thanks for being one of the four predictions that I have every single podcast. I love you. <laughs> okay, yeah. As I mentioned every time, this is a podcast with so much uh, self-awareness. I'm aware of the shit that I am. <laughs> But I live perfectly fine with that. But anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start to talk about Aliana Castornaya. She changed both of her programs. The short and the free skate. My guess with this is that 
They were trying to fix the packaging that they gave her at the beginning of the season because it wasn't the best packaging she could ever have. I think this was the uh, season with the worst package she has, she's ever had. So, yeah. So, basically, they were trying to to fix that. But I think it was a little bit late for, for that, right? She has been on the worst conditions that an athlete could be during all of this season. Like... It was like if the fate take every single thing that can happen to an athlete uh, to ruin their careers and put her on her career this season. Like, I mean, she changed coaches a month before the season started. Doing all of this scandal bigger than when Druzova moves to, to Plushenko. She presented at the skates only a short program because the free skate was not ready. She lost her triple axel that was her trademark. Uh, it was the reason why she was that successful last season even though she didn't have a quad she put the triple axel and it was brilliant for her and she lost it so she didn't have that much of that advantage she passed from being the best skater uh arguably the world last season to don't even be uh the greatest that a russian cup assignment right then she got coronavirus. Then she had an injury. Escaped only two days and then fell, fell ill with uh, sore throat. Decided to change programs. She wasn't in form to compete at the Channel 1 trophy. Everything like conspired against her. This is on. So... The fact that she was here is a win, in my opinion, because after all the seasons she had, she is still being perseverant and is still being showing up here to try to find, a, to get a spot at the world's team that I don't think she'll get, but... You know, she was fighting, and that's that's what matters the most, right? So, well, as I was saying, she had two new programs. And I'm obviously going to give my opinion about both of them, because my favorite part of this program is talking about new things, and this is the only new that we had at this competition, so... Let's let's get into it. I'm start with the short. Her short program was before um, "You Should See Me in a Crown" and "No Time to Die" by Billie Eilish. That it was a program that, in my opinion, suits her perfectly because it's a music that she likes, she enjoys, she sells that program, and the career was really good. Especially the step sequence to me, it was 
beyond musical. That is something that I wa I always um, applaud because musical programs are are the epitome of of viewers getting right. But she decided to change it to Winter by Vivaldi. That is part of the four seasons of Vivaldi, obviously. Like, I mean, do I need to explain that? I don't think so. First of all, she had an amazing costume and an amazing hair doll, which is always good because her hair doll, like before, this competition were like a little bit awful. So I'm I'm glad that they were fixing that. The dress was really beautiful. I love the shades of blue that it has. I love the details. And it represents the concept, which is always really important, right? The music is obviously amazing. Winter, I think, is my favorite season from Vivaldi. I mean, it's a warehouse, but like... Do we really care about warehouses? Like... Having Camila Valieves came to Bolero, and I tolerate that. I don't think I care about because Dornay is getting to 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 winter. The thing is that the choreo in some parts is exactly the same as her usual seeming a crown program. I mean, it's not that like outasy as when Elizabeth Dutkamishova did her. Did her short program with um what was it? With Ob Oblivion by Piazzola. And the original choreo was with drumming song by Florence and the Machines. Like both of those songs has nothing to do one to each other. Uh and she did exactly the same the same choreo. This was not the case. She adapts some movements and is noticeable. But it's not as musical as her usual scene in a crown program, right? And I and it doesn't have a concept as her usual scene in a crown hat. But still, I think the program is really good. Just like, you know, I don't know where did she start to prepare this program, but I don't think she had that much time. Because I mean, they were showing clips of her t of her training with uh, usual Simi in a crowd. Maybe it was PR. Obviously, they want to give us as a right that she changes programs and stuff. But like, where, uh, when did she talk about like you know what I need to change programs? I don't think it was like a last minute change because I mean, look at that costume. That costume is not something that you do in like a week or something. So. Uh, or uh, from one day to another, like that's that's never gonna happen. So I think it was planned with with anticipation, but um, still the program needs refined. The step sequence was a little bit slow. It was marked as a level two. I don't personally think it was a level two. Yesterday when I saw it first, I was like, yeah, I don't like this step sequence at all. But today I rewatched it and it actually has really good parts, really good flow with the music. Um, obviously, like, she was not at the proper time with it. 
because of her combo, uh, she didn't enter it on time on the combo. And it was noticeable if you look at the practice, she did uh, the triple flip and the triple toe on the music with it. On um, both of, the, um, of those, like, she did a jump, so it was really musical. She didn't enter it on time, she was doing her transition while that part of the music was going. So, yeah, maybe it was that. And talking about the combo, like, she struggled a lot with this combo. Uh, she did the rip, triple flip, she was a little bit to throw to the side when she landed. She take a quarter turn and then a double toe that was l boy sketchy. Um, I think she should have do uh, the double toe without the quarter turn. Because the quarter turn quite stabilized her a little bit. Uh, and she was, I, I mean, with the landing position she had, she could have put a double toe easily, like... You know, but yeah, it's, it's mostly that. I love the first half of the program. The second half leads a little bit more fine, especially the step sequence will going on 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 the time. But like overall, um, I I I can see improvements, right? Even though she has had a horrible time since her last competition, that was Rostelgam, that was where where she got COVID. Um, I can definitely see improvements, especially on her spins, because look a little bit faster, um, and the positions doesn't look as chunky as before, which is always good, you know? So, even though jumps-wise, she's not the greatest, spins-wise, she she's better, right? And, like... I mean, the thing with the combo was predictable. If you look at the warm-up, uh, like, the first, like, four minutes that they they had, like, the mix screen for her, Lisa, and uh, Camila. I think it was that. I, I can't remember. Uh, those, those first, those first um, four minutes, she only jumped singles, which, you know are singles and like yeah that's concerning and then a video was dropped of her trying her combo and she fell horribly so yeah it was mostly that but you know someday the jumps can work and the other day they want like and like I'm not hoping for a for a consistent Aliona at this point, considering how has she been doing with COVID and stuff, so it's understandable. I forgive her that. And um, yeah, like overall opinions, the program is really good, but it needs uh, a little bit more of polishing, especially on the second half. The first half is really good as it as it is. But I can see the improvements on packaging, especially like dresses and hair, because that's that's a jump on the right direction of her overall image of her. I will rather that she will keep the usual semi in a crown program for this competition, and then for next competition change to winter. But like I mean, I I get that they were planning to to send her to world. 
and yeah maybe she will have received better components with winter at worlds and with uh you shall see me in a crown so i get the decision but i still think that it was a better idea to keep the you should see me in a crown because it was a program that she feel good with it that she knew the choreo um and she was more solid with that program but like i mean personal decisions not only personal but her overall theme had a word on that so yeah that's my opinion on the short okay so now i'm gonna talk about her free skate this is it to my way in Yellow Moon by Luca Di Alberto. I mean, I was way worried for her uh, before her free skate, mostly because I mean, a day before on the short program, she ended up crying at the kiss and cry. She didn't even want to talk to the media about how she felt and stuff. So, you know, really concerning on that aspect as well as on the official practice session from uh, the morning of the free skate she didn't attempt any triple jump and she was crying at the boards with hot sergey and plushenko so it's always like it's really concerning when an athlete is doing that because obviously you don't want to see them fail is mostly that you know and like apart from that well it's you don't know in which mental position they are and um like mental mental health is always important in this this kind of things like makes you question you like are they in a good mental position at least in my opinion that's that's what happened you know so it's always like well, concerning to watch an athlete with that with that kind of struggles but she went on her free skate and she did it as good as she could be like some elements didn't, didn't work at right well like the triple lots double toe was a little bit chunky I don't think it was only the rotated nor quarter but it was chunky on the landing and still she did a good job with that um, the triple flip, triple toe, even though it was rotated, she didn't have that much of a running edge. I was shivering <laughs> while I was waiting for her to do that combo because I was like, okay, she had a clean first half of the program, but on the second half, she has two combinations. So, you know, a little bit... This... <laughs> I was really nervous when she was going into that combination and when she get it, uh, I, I, I scream like like a lot. And then she went to her triple flip, Euler triple salco. She doubled the salco, which I think it was a smart decision. Um, she got a quarter, um, a, a quarter call on her triple flip of this combination. And uh, the last triple lots, I think it was called underrated. I can't tell if it was under or not because they didn't show the slow-mo and the angle of the, of the jump doesn't help that much. But like, I mean, it was as good as it could be. And I think it was a great comeback. Like after the struggles of her season and 
after the disappointing uh, short program. Actually, Tatiana Taraz was like that uh, she shouldn't be crying at the kiss and cry for the short program. At the end of the day, she will have end up on on sixth place anyway. And I'm like, like, yeah, but she's losing her world spot. You know, that's a little. It's something that I will cry for, and she has all of her rights to to be crying. So, well, I mean, I love Darazawa, but some comments she does are not like, uh, I are are not good, you know. But yeah, still, my only problems with this program, I'll talk about the concept later, right? But her her spin. Her uh, fly change combos being the one she does previous, the step sequence is so slow when she does the change for the uh, combo position. I don't think it's uh, a good decision to put that spin. She can do that once that she do on her on her short program and it'll be fine. So yeah, that's that's my complaint mostly because the spin is slow at the point that. She doesn't get um, on time for the step sequence and she had to remove some steps from the step sequence. If you compare it with the video that has the, uh, that post that it was posted on, I think it was Angels of Tushenko for a new step sequence. Some movements are lacking uh, mostly because she entered uh, lacking on time um, on her on her step sequence. I don't think it was a level two, to be honest. It was at least a level three as well as the short programs one. They were finishing here like a lot on levels. I, I mean, I agree with the level three on the fly camel, uh, on the fly change comp spin because it was slow, but um, the step sequence was not a level two, to be honest. But well, let's let's talk about the program itself, not the jumps, the program. I think this program has lots of potential, if I'm really honest. It's a concept that tweets her well. As I was mentioning with the show program, because yeah, our instrumental pieces are not that contemporary, but at the same time doesn't mm, portray the image of uh, of a nice princess. That is what she wants to avoid because she has said um, countless times before that she is not an angel. Uh, she's totally the opposite. So. Yeah, if she doesn't want to portray that, he might find something that it will be like by the judges, but it suits you. And like, I mean, the argument of like by the judges is like a little bit stupid. I mentioned that in the post that I did, talking about Lisa's uh, Lovely, mm, because like every judge has a different interpretation of uh, art, of artistry, that stuff. So entitled a single program just because the song is a pop one is a little bit stupid considering that. Um, the, maturity, the maturity of a program shouldn't be defined by the music. A music does not define the maturity of a choreograph. Like... 
Aquarial maturity is defined by the movements you're doing and how you are portraying a character. And she is actually portraying something on this program. She mentioned it on the conference after the after the skate, and I'm I'm gonna read it like word by word because I don't want to get like um, other meanings and stuff. But she said uh, the general meaning of my pre-program. A girl through time. At the beginning, I show the present with sharp, clear lines of what is happening. The second part is the past. I reach for memories. There should be many smallest movements, but they didn't work out. There, there was a goal right at the end of the tunnel, and you need to go through it. The third part is the future. I run, move, I run, move towards it. Hopefully, this program can be skated next season to show what it really is. I totally agree with her recycling this program because it has lots of potential. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my like extending explanation of this concept by what I saw. I saw both the official coverage and a fan cam to have like a little different perspective of the program. Because you know, sometimes the the official cover covers of uh, of the programs are like a little bit trashy. But yeah. Okay, this is the program of a time traveler, right? She starts in the present. Uh, she knows exactly what is happening. She's aware of what is happening. But then she goes through the past and starts to watch memories. And then the future. I think this program is about her herself. And I'll explain why. She said that in the present, uh, she has clear lines of what is happening. And it's exactly what she has right now. She's aware that she's not on her greatest condition ever. She knows that she has not a triple axle. She knows that her stamina is not the greatest at the moment. She's aware of all of those things. And that's how her present is being represented uh, right now. Then she goes through the pass. And she starts to analyze her career before. Because she was at the top. I mean, on 2018-2019, she was the Junior uh, Grand Prix Final champion. Last season, uh, she was a Grand Prix Final and European champion. She was at the top. And she was clearly the favorite to be world champion. And that light at the end of the tunnel, that is the goal that she wants to achieve. Because she said it here. Um, it says there was a goal, light at the end of the tunnel. That goal was the world championships last year. Because... That was about to be the epitome of her career. Having her world title because she was at her best shape last year. But COVID 
ruin it. She's aware of her past. She's aware of her present. But what's about the future? She goes to it. She needs to do the things to hear about her future. And that is represent of on what she said uh, on the interview after the skate. She said that she can't imagine her life without fear skating. She has said that she was about to quit skating after the Olympics. But now she's gonna skate after that because she can't imagine herself without being a fear skating. And if her health allow it, why not to continue? That's for her future. And she needs to know about that. Having the picture of her past, of her present, of her future, What does she need to do? She needs to change. And what she did was changing both her short program and her first skate. And that's the change that she's taking. And how do we know that she's taking a change? Well, at least on this interpretation that I'm doing, At the end of her free skate, she comes back to the present situation and she does such a similar ending pose than the pose that she does at the beginning, that her beginning pose. But the placement of the hands is a little bit different. At the beginning pose, she has one hand above the other one. And on the ending pose, she has both hands together. If you're in interest on this like time travel uh, fiction and stuff, at least if you're watching a movie or a show that uh, like has that uh, that uh, that has time travels, you know that the um, littlest uh, change that you do. On the past, it affects the present. So, after watch all her past, her present, and her future, she decides to change. She changes what she's doing. And with that, with that being done, her overall life is changing. And that's why... Her ending pose is different. So yeah, at least I interpret this as her personal life. She knows she's not in her greatest condition. She knows last year she had everything. And she knows she wants to continue doing what she loves. So she changed And it's what she's doing with her program. She's changing program because she was not satisfied with the other ones. And if she changed things of her past, her future is going to change as well.
this tip sequence was not really ideal. Um, she had pff, stamina problems and it was noticeable after the kiss and cry. She was barely holding her breath and she needed the help for um, up to get in on her feet. So pff, it's noticeable that she's not in a good condition. But at the same time it's understandable. So I hope she recovers. I don't think she's gonna be picked for uh, World's team. So she needs to recover and hopefully she'll come back way stronger for next season. Okay, before I continue to talk about other skaters, I want to point this out. I saw an Instagram uh, post, well, a story, speaking about how Castornaya was the least perseverant throughout the season. Well, that she showed no perseverance throughout all the season. And I strongly disagree with it, uh, mostly because... Like, I mean, the fact that she was competing this weekend just show that she has guts. Because just look at how she was on the kiss and cry after her free skate that she could barely standing on her feet. So, I don't think it's lack of perseverance. And did some comparisons uh, with like the fact that the changes, the chain of coaches doesn't justify it. Uh, putting an example, Sasha. But like a coach does not define your success because some coaches can work out for you and other just don't. Like, with the same example of Sasha, for example, Etheridu Berizzi is one of the greatest coaches on the entire world. And that's a fact, don't don't come at me with like, yeah, but she abused childs. Based on results, not on methods. She's one of the greatest coaches on the entire figure skating uh, existence. And it didn't work out really well for Sasha on her first in your season and now that she's with Plushenko I see Sasha working better than she was at Terry so it worked for the hair but I don't think like for example if uh Camila Valieva will move to Plushenko I don't think it would uh it will have uh work you know so the coach does not define your success uh, because you can either work perfectly with a coach or be in a hot mess and then it makes a comparison talking about uh, that, well, she had COVID, but as well as Lisa. Look at Lisa's first competition was a mess after COVID, that it was nationals. Now she's a little bit on a better form, yeah. Anya, the most probable thing is that she also had COVID, not pneumonia. But it depends a lot on the physical condition of everyone like is a fact that covid doesn't have the same impact to everyone and that's like obviously because just look at the symptoms there are people that like just have a flu with when they have covid and there's people that needs uh to be hospitalized like so hard because of their condition so like i mean putting two kind of arguments 
is a little bit stupid. It's a false parallel because you're not gonna have the same effect. So I think it's a little bit stupid. And the fact that she still is competing uh, because she mentioned that she thought it, it was about to be the end of her career shows her perseverance. So that's that's what I need to say. But well, let's move to my highlights of this event. And my biggest highlight, obviously, was my chronic. <sighs> I was praying for her to do a clean frisket, like, all season long. Zion's test skates because she deserves it especially like considering that at last year's uh, junior worlds she um, was so close to to a clean free skate that it was the best she she ever skated before so i was like i want her to to do clean um at test gates she wasn't clean then at her first uh russian kappa segment she had lots of mistakes like she tripled her quadsack and fell and stuff she revived like uh an invalid triple tag because she repeated on the um, uh, on her second segment of Russian Cup, she had mistakes uh, as well. She fell on her on her quad. She fell on her choreo sequence and stuff. Same at nationals. At her uh, at the uh, Channel One trophy, she had a horrible results uh well not not that horrible but some mistakes that hurt her like a lot especially on the on the quads so i was praying for her so hard to get a free a free skate totally clean and finally she managed to do it and it, she just was brilliant like i can talk okay <laughs> That's the point. She started with a quad toe with the arms above the head. And it was amazing. I was like almost closing my eyes because I didn't want to watch her like falling. And when she landed, I screamed. Because holy, that was amazing. The hate that she has, plus a ripon, and her arrow position is just beautiful is to die for i love it it was amazing and then i saw she was preparing for a second quad and i was scared mostly because she, her preparation for the jumps is minimal like you can tell uh, i mean you could tell that she's about to do a triple but it's a quad because she takes three crossovers before the jump but then she does an in hour that is not only a second long which is always appreciated especially on a danny choreography and especially being a transition and then she does a crossover and starts to adjust for her take up and she just the quad talk as well with the arms above the head and it was purely beautiful i love both of her quads are just amazing she got 
all of the other jumps as well. And she was given the performance of her life. To be honest, I'm way too happy for her. She did amazing. And I hope she continues with this. Like, I think the thing with her quads was mostly mental. Because, like, she was able to land them at practice and, and warm-ups. But she didn't land uh, a quad in competition. And now she did it. So I hope this is gonna be, like, the set for her success next season. And if she gets consistent by the quality of her quads and by her amazing lines, uh, she's definitely a contender for an Olympic spot, which is gonna make my predictions for Olympic teams even harder than they are now. But I'm not gonna live on the future right now. I'm concentrating on the present. But I'm way too happy for her. And she's one of my favorites, to be honest. Her lines are stunning. Her jumps doesn't have the greatest technique, and that's a fact. But who cares about the technique? Technique is overrated sometimes. <laughs> like, I mean... Yeah, I know I complain about technique, like, so constantly, but... I'm biased. That's a fact. I'm biased toward uh, Maya. And that's everything I need to say. And she's beyond ready. And like, yeah, I love her so much. And she should have been first, to be honest, because Camila Friskate wasn't deserve of a first place, even considering her her march at the short program, the advantage that she had. Well, Camila had such a magnificent short. Her triple axel is getting a lot of consistent. And it's just beautiful. It's so fast. The air position is really good. Her landing is flawless. And this time she got more close to the music on the step sequence, which I truly appreciate. And that's something that I always acknowledge because the core is really good but she tends to rush and she didn't rush that much on the short program on the free skate unfortunately she had a new layout and it didn't work out for her she needs more training with that layout it was the first time that she attempted a quad talk at competition and like i think it was way too soon for her to add it especially considering that like it was a little bit rough <laughs> Uh, taking in consideration that she fell on two quads, the other one was uh, like she didn't land it right, and yeah, it wasn't the ideal skate. That's why I think Maya should have been above Camila, but obviously Russian Federation pushes more Camila than Maya for lots of reasons, and I'm not gonna complain about that because we already know how Russian scoring is. Um, are we really surprised? I don't think so. On third place, we have Daria Usashova, which, as always, she was stunning. She has been arguably the most consistent skater throughout all the season, as well as Zenia Zivinova. 
but like wow she is someone who you can always count on like apart from test gates that she was clearly out of shape um she only fell into once all this season so it's definitely impressive because being that consistent is wow Um, the only mistake of this competition from her was at her um, triple soiler triple salco. The salco was a little bit chunky and still a dressive positive joy. Who am I to judge? Apparently no one. And yeah, it was all. I love her programs. Um, she said that she's been training quad salc and it feels better than the triple axel so we might see her landing a quad next season which again it will be massive because we all know she is amazing on consistency and on components like to me she is the most complete skater uh, between her maya and camila so we shall see We shall see, and I'm so excited for her. On fourth place, we have none other than Elisabetta Tutkamisheva. She earned her spot at World Championships, and I'm beyond excited for her. Uh, you have no idea how excited I am because this is her first time at Worlds after her her gold medal uh, on the 2015. <laughs> so six years of difference is massive, and it's just it just shows how perseverant she is and that she is not uh, letting her her hopes down, and she's still being amazing. She's on such a better form that she was when she won her first uh, world title so I'm so excited her short program it was really good like I mean I'm uh, I already talked about this uh, performance on my Instagram and I really like the program I think it suits her really well and if she feels more comfortable with that program that Winnes Spartacus, like who am I to judge? Um, I also complain a little bit about the costume that it looks a little bit cheap but yeah uh, now the costume is a little bit growing on me because it suits her so yeah <laughs> whatever ignore every complaint I have like You know, all the complaints that I'm giving throughout this podcast are fake because at the end of the day, I'm gonna change my mind because I know me. So, you know. But yeah, it's mostly that. And the only mistake on the short program was her, her triple axel. She took a step out. And also, I think the triple lats, triple toe, the toe was a little bit under-rotated. I think it was Mark Quarter, but I see it more under-rotated than Quarter. But again, who am I to judge? I like the music a lot. Because uh, I love Billie Eilish. So if you disagree with me, like, who cares? This is my podcast, get out. And um, on the free skate, uh, she did two triple axles, one connect with a double toe, another one that has a little bit of a step out, but I don't care about that <laughs> at all. Um, and 
that was her major mistake as well as her last spin she fell out of the spin which was weird and finally we saw machine giving a little bit of expression because he was like what the fuck when uh lisa fell out of the spin so yeah it was actually nice actually she changed her program um do i think is the greatest layout maybe not i like her uh, double axle triple toe double toe a little bit more but um her triple salco double axle sequence is still really nice i will change a little bit the order but it depends a lot on her stamina i'm curious to see what is the layout that she's gonna put at world championships i don't think she's gonna attempt the triple the quattro because it's a little bit risky considering the point that she that she is at now but anyway like uh, i'm sure she's gonna do really well uh, at worlds like i mean she has opportunities even to medal like but i think i can see her definitely on top six which is which is amazing so congratulations for her especially after not qualifying for worlds at 2019 even though she had a better season than Medvedeva. but this season she it, it was really obvious that she was about to to go to world and if she wouldn't have gone to worlds it'll be a little bit controversial but congratulations empress fifth place we have anna frolova who finally had two clean programs both of them had their best scores of the season and i'm so happy for her i think she was a little bit rough on components at the shore but mm, as well as a free like she's always rough on components but wow, I love her programs. Her Mathilde program is so beautiful. I love the music. It's so dramatic. It's mysterious. And she portrays so well. I love the dress. I love her hair. I love her makeup. She's packaging so good. And I know she's recycling this program for from last season. But this is a junior program and still is so mature as well as her free skate that he's uh following a beard out of the room by Ezio Bosso and I love it the movements are with the music the chorus is so detailed um her dress is magnificent her expression is magnificent and the use of the hands is to die for so i love her i love her jumps especially now that she add the ribbon to some jumps it's so elegant she looks beautiful doing ribbon jumps and i totally totally stand her she is one of my favorite brushes if not my favorite and her free skate is one of my favorites of this season so i'm so happy for her she was in fifth and i hope she can deliver better programs in the future because she has lots of potential even though uh she doesn't have an ultra c element yet but i don't doubt she's gonna get at least a quad toe or a triple axle I would love to talk more about the other skaters, but I don't want this to be that extent. So I'm gonna let this here from Russian Cup. I'm just gonna talk about the world's team from Russia. Um, I'm start with the men. With the men, we have obviously Mikhail Koliada because he won worlds. And also we have uh, Yevgeny Zemenenko. 
Um, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> the Russian Cup final was a mess on the men's band. Um, especially with the top three contenders for World Spot, because like everyone was expecting either uh, Makarignadov, uh, Mark Kondratyuk, or Petir Gumenik to go to Worlds and all three of them had... Oh no, Petir Gumenik, no, sorry. Um, this guy, I forgot his name. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Dimitri Aliyev, yeah, Dimitri Aliyev. Um, those three skaters had the most of the changes to, of the chances to go the world and all three of them had serious mistakes at the short program and he's like why just why i was rooting for mark andrechuk i think i mentioned that um because he had such a clean skate at the Channel 1 team trophy, so I was rooting for him, but unfortunately he had mistakes um, Both on the short and on the free, but all three of them had On first place of the Russian Cup we have Yevgeny Domenenko and on second place we had Petir Gumenik I was rooting for Petir Gumenik more to go to Worlds because I think he ha already has potential. He has international experience and all of that stuff, but unfortunately, like, they sent Semenyenko. And I mean, he deserves it. Uh, he won Junior Nationals and he won Russian Cup Finals, so good luck with that. I think it's a little bit risky considering that he has not that much of international experience and... Whether we like it or not, that uh, has impact on components, which sucks mostly because your components should be based on what you're doing and not what your reputation is, but shame on ISU. Um, on pairs, we had obviously... Mm, Evgenia Tarazova and Vladimir Morozov um, that were first place at Nationals as well as Alexandra Boikova and Dmitry Kozlovsky that were second and the winners of the Russian Cup final that qualified for World Championships were none other than Anastasia Mishina and Alexander Galyamov um, I think three of them are really good prepared for Worlds on ladies, we had obviously Anna Sherbakova and Alexandra Trusova. They were first and third at nationals, respectively. And uh, Elizabeth Dutkamisheva, I already mentioned that. She deserves, all three deserve that. And on Aizans, we have um, Alexandra Stepanova and Ivan Bukin. Uh, Tiffany Zagorski and Jonathan Garrido that were first and second at nationals and uh, the winners of both Rostelecom and Russian Cup final Victoria Zinitina and Nikita Katsalapop mm, yeah I don't like them but yeah they won um, they wrote back their song My Mother Tug Me program which I think is better um, I still don't feel engaged with but that but it's better than smile okay so yeah i'll give her i'll give them that i just hope uh stepanov and booking won one worlds because they deserved it yeah period <laughs> 
Okay, moving quickly on to uh, Korean nationals. Those overall, uh, this competition was greatest in terms of costumes because the costume of all the Korean ladies were stunning and all of the skaters were terribly underscored whether you're liking it or not that's a fact the fact that none of them received more than 200 points just tells everything that you need to know so yeah let's move into each skater shall we on first place we had Yelling Kim, uh, she was stunning on both programs. On her short program, she's skating to Live Strong by Frank Liszt. That is a piece of music that I totally love. Uh, one of my favorite free skates ever is Mawa Sada's uh, 20... 2010? 2012 free skate? She used it two, two seasons, I guess. I, I, I think if I'm not wrong, she used it two seasons. And it's also with Livestrom, so having Yelling Kim skating to Livestrom excited me a lot. And it was my favorite program of all the event. It was so beautiful. Everything goes so easily for her. The movements are so natural. She's expressing. She's moving with the music. She is telling us everything she needs to tell with that skate. That's the kind of skates that just makes me feel on peace. <laughs> Like, those kind of skates uh, cure my social anxiety. So, thank you so much for that. It was brilliant. Uh, brilliant skate, beautiful dress, and I totally love. As well as a free skate, care free skate is recycled from last season is Love Story, that it was one of my favorite uh, programs last season and I was so excited to watch that program at the Worlds. Unfortunately, it didn't happen last year, but hopefully it's gonna happen this one. So I'm really hoping for that to happen. She was third at the short program, second at the free skate. She missed a combo on the free skate. She didn't she did only two combinations. She missed a combo of double axle triple toe on the first half and she didn't recover. I think she didn't want to risk. And it was a wise decision because she ends up in first place and really well to start off her free skate as well is amazing. It's so fluently and I totally loved it. So I mean I like the short a little bit more. But she's so elegant and her jumps are really good, apart from the fact that she has a leap instead of a flip. Um, all of her jumps are really good. Her looks is so beautiful, especially one that she does with Ripon. is really aesthetically pleasant and I love that. And I mean, it gets so much the influence uh, of Korean skaters by Juna Kim. But also, if I'm not wrong, I think Juna Kim helped her, at least with the show program. So it's notorious the influence of Juna Kim on that skate. And it's, it's really, really good to watch the reminiscence of Juna Kim because I miss Juna Kim a lot. Uh, like, I, I wasn't a furious getting fun when she was competing, but uh, based on, on videos that I've watched of her, like, 
I think the Juna Carol and Mao uh, time should have been the greatest time for being a Fury Skinning fan. But I'm getting out of the point. Uh, congratulations to Yelling Kim for her first place at Korean Nationals. On second place, we had Asun Yoon. She was brilliant in the free skate. I didn't watch her short, and I feel bad about that, but. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I didn't know about her and I'm really impressed. Her free skate was flawless. In terms of everything, actually, she won the free skate, but her combos are amazing. Her loots as well is brilliant, as equal as all of her jumps overall. Um, she wasn't at, on first, even though she won the first skate, she was fifth at the short program. So it's understandable. Her dress was brilliant, and I love the hair pieces. Like all of these Japanese, la uh, all of these Korean ladies, I'm sorry, has beautiful hair pieces. Like. It we underestimate hair pieces a lot because it contributes a lot. But yeah, I love her skating is as well. Like I mean, I think a lot of the Korean skaters has this tendency to be like so soft on their movements. So I'm totally here for it because it's so relaxing and everything just makes you happy. Like even though they're telling, well, I mean, like it gives you goosebumps. They need something that I love, like, for a lot of reasons. That's why most of the Korean skaters are my favorites in terms of artistry. And they were really underrated on components in overall GOE. Like, uh, Korea is doing so bad. Uh, is going, is doing so shit, their athletes, and that sucks. Because they deserve more. I just hope this doesn't influence our world. Because, again, reputation and stuff. Uh, for first course... But like overall really good. I love their job and they deserve definitely better. Um, but yeah, Asun June, it was amazing on the free skate. I didn't watch her show. I didn't watch her short, but the free was amazing and I can't wait to see more of her. On third place we had Hyun Lee. She was at Junior Worlds last year. It was the first time I watched her when, with her marvelous uh, Nocturne Pro, Short program, but she changed both of her programs. Now, on her short program, she is doing Ave Maria, which I think it was a good decision. The dress is not my cup of tea, and you know that's weird because normally most of the dresses are my cup of tea, but you know, like, I don't want, I don't like that much uh, the white dresses because it's a little bit lost with, um, with the eyes. But the program itself, as a program, is beautiful. I love Amebania. Even though, uh, as a Catholic people, it's like, yeah, that's from the church. And I started like, Ave Maria and stuff. Um, that wasn't my voice, clearly. Like, I was faking. <laughs> so it's a little bit too weird to hear that song apart from. Uh, religious events uh, but I mean it's so nice the, the music itself is beautiful it, I was like impressed that she used the voice version because I was expecting more something like uh, Cara's Ave Maria but I think it was a good approach to put the lyrics version because on that way you're not relating this 
communicating that much with Carol, but like artistically, even though it's not a Carol's point because it's so hard to reach Carol's point, it was definitely good for being her first senior season. I think she already has so much maturity on her skating and it's shown. Um, as well as her jumps, her jumps are really solid. Thing that we also uh, could see at the free skate that it was Black Swan. That program was not really my cup of tea because Black Swan is a little bit overused. Um, if you're gonna do something with uh, Swan Lake, you could just another um, another cuts that are not used that much because normally like everyone uses the same cuts of either Black Swan or Swan Lake and it's a little bit repetitive but like I mean war horses are like that like my favorite cuts from of Swan Lake for figure skating are the Padudu of Swan Lake both the Allegro and the Coda because uh, yeah the Andante sorry not the Allegro um because both of them are really good. Like, Mama said I used them on her Swanlink program and it was marvelous because it's something different. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Padidu uh, correctly. Let me put this uh, on the translator. Wait. Like that. <laughs> Uh, in case you, you don't understand because I don't know how to speak on French um, thing is that and uh, yeah but like I mean it has really good potential it's the first time that we see this program um, even though it wasn't my cup of tea because mostly her, her free skate last season was my favorite uh, in terms of music she was selling it and Swan Lake is a music uh, well with the kids she used it it's not that much that you could sell really but like I mean cup of tea um, it's a matter of decisions right but overall the skate was really good even though it wasn't her best that she has ever produced but still she qualified for worlds um both Yellen Kim and Hyun Lee were like four worlds because as a is way too young to compete at senior. But I wish them really good luck because I think they are gonna do they're gonna do uh, such a marvelous um a marvelous job. And hopefully they were able to get uh three spots for next season. Um I saw see people complain well I'm talking about this a little bit later, right? On fourth place, surprisingly, we had Youngjoo, that is a current, um, it, well, it was a current uh, Korean champion, and also the Youth Olympic uh, champion, so uh, obviously everyone was expecting her to win, especially after her first place at the short program, but that didn't happen. She had lots of struggles on the free, which is sad. But I mean, she has grown a lot throughout the, throughout the season, so getting the jumps must be a little bit hard for her. But I mean, also this isn't like, it's, um, it's a season to reinvent yourself and go to the Tianguis and think about things so you can like have a bigger perspective of uh, the hard work and that stuff like this season has been struggling for a lot of skaters so it's understandable to be bad right now but it's, it's sad to see her not going into the worlds her short program is really good. I love Cleopatra programs. I don't care about uh, which music selections are to using. If they're portraying Cleopatra and using snakes, I'm totally here for that. 
Her free skate is Lord of the Rings and I love it. I think it's the best free skate she has ever done. Especially because uh, it has so much variety in music and I think she she does a really good job portraying emotion. Something that she was liking a lot last season. So it's a step in the right direction. In terms of that, uh, unfortunately, the um, the jumps didn't really collaborate with her. Um, but anyway, like she was as good as she could be. Unfortunately, she's not gonna be at World. I saw people saying that it was a mistake not sending her to World. Like that Korea is about to lose uh, the two spots that they already have. But I think with yelling Kim and Hyun Lee is uh, most likely that they are. They're gonna get, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it's most likely the fact that, that they could get three spots instead of only two. So let's hope for them to get that because Korea is, have been lots of really good skaters right now. So we, we shall see, we shall see. And on fifth and sixth place, we have um, Seo Jung-wi and, and Solim respectively. I feel so sad for Enzo, like she has been struggling a lot, but at least, at least, she she is jumping triple-triple again, she got her triple-triple on the short, unfortunately not on the free. Um, I'm not talking that much about Seo Gui because I, I can't remember her performances that much, I just remember that she had the green dress at the free skate and it was beautiful. But yeah, with Enzo Lim, it's a little bit sad, but she I mean, it's a step in the right direction that she's bringing back her triple-triple. And she looks way more confident on the jumps. Um, I love her short a lot. It's Capriccio Español. Uh, she's recycling that from last season, but last season, like, she started with that program and then changed back to somewhere in time. And, like, Capriccio had lots of potential. I love special the step sequence in the end after her last spin when she does this thing with the hand that she's like um uh using a fan is brilliant i love it it's so sassy i think it's the sassiest things i've ever seen for an ending to, to reach an ending post so i totally love that uh the free skate is also beautiful um i can't remember what the music was but it's so beautiful, uh, and everything is so fluently. I love her dress, I love her hair, I love everything about the program. Unfortunately, as well as uh, with Jungju, uh, her jumps didn't really collaborate it. But it's a step in the right direction. She looks, she looks a little bit more confident than she was before, which is always good. But yeah, that's that's mostly it. And well, on the man's side, we had on first place Jung uh, Hwan Cha, that has been um, Korean uh, ch national champion like three, five, five times, five times. So really good for him. I love both of his programs. He is such an artist and he's a cinema role. We must protect him and I love him. And his Quetzalco is amazing. His jumps overall are amazing, so yeah, congratulations to all of them. But well, this was everything for me. I know uh, the greatest things, um, everything reached to an end. And as this is the greatest podcast, not really, uh, this has to end as well.
But don't worry, I'll bring back with a, perf uh, a podcast of the Gymnastics Winter Cup. If you're not into gymnastics, well, just wait for me until nationals or something like that. But yeah, I need to record the Winter Cup in like Russian Gymnastics Nationals are right around the corner. So I'm so excited for that. I want to see Galia again again. Uh, Galia again? Kelly back again, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can talk, so yeah, I'm gonna get this up. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, I love you guys, especially if you reach to this point. Uh, I'll I'll be bringing back more content, even though we are almost at the end of the fairy skating season. I'll talk about a lot of things in the off season. So, but obviously, I'm gonna focus more on gymnastics, especially being Olympic year. And yeah, that's everything for me. Uh, have an amazing day. Have an amazing life. Thanks for listening to this. Bye.